0: This is an episode for the QED Change Maker series. Our guest in this episode is one of Singapore's most fashionable mompreneurs who founded a leading mother and baby care brand which has since grown to over 15 markets. Prior to founding of her current company, she catalyzed the rapid expansion at Fitson a mother and baby care product manufacturer, increasing revenues by over 800% in just three years. It was her experience at Fitson that inspired her to start her own business with the aim of creating a line of mother and baby care products for mothers by a mother. She is truly a woman with a mission. She is actively involved with a community of like-minded women across the world who understand and identify with the struggles of motherhood. Let's welcome Yvonne Bock. Founder and Chief Executive Officer of Hagen. Hi Yvonne, great to have you with us today. Hi
1: Ryan, thanks for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. Now I must say it is a pity that this is a podcast and our listeners cannot see how amazing you look as a mother of four.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. That's so kind of you.
0: Shall we start with trying to tell us a little bit more about Hagen, right? Could you tell us about that founding story of Hagen and perhaps about what it really means to the listeners today?
1: So you had a teaser earlier. I'm a mother of four children and I have over 10 years of breastfeeding experience. I wanted to create a solution that can help mothers like myself, working moms all over the world. So simple, practical, innovative. These are the fundamentals and ethos that I believe in behind Hagen Product Designs. While being a working mom, I remember 16 years ago, I was carrying a backpack. You know, it feels like a parachute where I have so many products to handle. It was a very clunky process. So I was thinking, why isn't there like an ecosystem where it can make working mom's life much easier, more efficient and We can spend more time doing things that really can help us bond with a child instead of handling the products. So that's where I wanted to make a difference, to create and integrate a system of baby products that can be palm, store, feed in a singular bottle, which forms the cornerstone of Hagen today.
0: So is there a meaning to that name? Because it doesn't sound very Asian, right? And how you how came to that?
1: Absolutely. So it's actually translated directly from German. Hagen means to cherish. Yet this word comes from an old German idiom, Hagen an Flegen, which means to care for deeply, to nurture, and to grow. So it's always remembering to give back, take only what you need, and always give back more than you take. This is our family's principle in life and one that defines who we are as an organisation.
0: It seems that you are a bit of a champion for that whole sustainable story. Is that your vision and your plan for Hagen in general?
1: Yes, that's right. Hagen is in the business of creating positive breastfeeding experience for mothers all over the world. So it is definitely our vision and mission to think creatively how we can help moms in a holistic way so it's definitely a natural progression for us to move from products to services and now physical to digital providing this really holistic approach towards supporting parenthood reaching out in greater scalability so in time to come, the areas that we are looking to grow into are uh, knowledge sharing, community building, social commerce and health tech
0: Social commerce, oh, that's an interesting one Could you tell us a little bit more what does it mean by social commerce?
1: Social commerce is actually in our own words called retail attainment as well You know now we have seen people starting to sell from seafood to durians to you know clothings and even houses online right yeah so social commerce is using all the different social platforms to become a new sales channel and i think this is a way to go
0: and I think this is also as a result of the current global pandemic that's been hitting and then affecting business all around us, right? Perhaps then I can ask you a little bit, being an uh, an entrepreneur, and a female entrepreneur at that, I, I think I always admire people who actually go on the entrepreneurship journey. And the fact that uh, you're a mother of four and you went on that journey as well, wow, that's a really, truly amazing. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that current situation and what you see, right, given the current global pandemic, and what has truly changed as a result for your business?
1: Well, 2020 has been an extremely challenging year for everyone. And at Hagen, we had our own fair shares of ups and downs, highs and lows. At the beginning of the year, we were very optimistic because we ended last year with a record high and had in place a marvellous plan for 2020. But everything changed after we returned from the Lunar New Year break. Yeah, so it felt like we were on the pendulum, you know, flip from end to end. One moment is, oh, you know, one of our biggest markets, China, has like a total stop in demand and we have to divert our supply to other parts of the world and then we swang back because they rebounded but our factory in Malaysia had an MCO It was really a very big challenge for business and for the team as well
0: Never a dull day at the office right?
1: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Then at the same time in Singapore the cases were growing, were starting to grow We had to adapt and adopt the new workplace safety measures so everyone were quickly, rapidly converting to work from home. And without further elaborating, I'm sure all of us went through this. So I asked myself at that point of time, if I can't change any of this, it is not my problem to solve. So I will focus on what I can change, like what Tony Robbins has said, where focus goes, energy flows. So instead of focusing on how to manage the crisis, we decided to focus on how to make a difference in this crisis. So this comes the first big change that we do, mindset change. We even term it crisis investment. So it's not management, it's crisis investment. So what are we investing in? First, we invest in our people. So we continue with our recruitment drive, We bring in talents and at the same time, upgrade our skills by attending more trainings such as the digital marketing program conducted by yourself or by QED. It also bonded the team, you know, and we quickly upskill our people with digital skills proficiency. And number two, invest in our capability so rapidly increase our digital footprint. So during this challenging time, in order to continue to reach out and provide more point-of-sale options and deliver to our customers in a timely manner, we had to invest in our digital footprint. So platforms such as Shopee, Lazada, Amazon.com, we never thought they were so important, but they are. It is critical to be on these platforms today because visibility to your customers, to your consumers is key we invest in rapid increase in digital footprint. So last time, you know, to connect with our consumers, it was through baby fairs or consumer fairs at expo halls, mall atrium. Those were huge prior to this crisis. So instead of sitting there and waiting, we transformed and brought our baby fare online and we brought our products closer to them, making the shopping experience easier, and enhanced with more intimate customer service. So for example, we waived off all delivery charges. So in Singapore, it's free delivery with any purchase and we added an option of priority delivery, same day delivery to support our customers because babies can't wait.
0: Yes, they can I know. (laughs) (laughs) Being being a parent that suffered through it. Exactly.
1: Yes. So we always listen and stay close to our customers and hear what is the need. And this is the investment as a form of value add to our customers. So it's no longer about selling products. It's telling our customers we are here for you. And then number three, we invest in building up our community. So at Hagen, we believe in giving back. So what is a better time than now to help, right? So sometime in April, before Circuit Breaker set in, we chanced upon one of our Hagen moms, who is a nurse from the Trauma and Emergency Department. She was working right in the front line despite being fully pregnant. Yeah, we we can't believe it when we read her story and we we listened to her. She worked all the way till she popped her selflessness, and the courage of risking both herself and her unborn child. And especially during that time, it's a lot of uncertainty, right? You're putting her welfare of others before herself really touched us and started my team and I to realize that there must be even more expectant medical professionals who are serving in the front line. So we wanted to give thanks to this silent heroines Hence, we set aside 1,000 sets of our Hagen Express store feed gift sets and we call it the Hagen Cares campaign. It's about giving back to the pregnant frontline healthcare workers.
0: All the essential services who are fighting that battle for us at the forefront.
1: That's right, that's right. And another CSR initiative is a tie-up with Safe Place. Well, in Singapore, it's really hard to imagine a shelter for mothers with unwanted pregnancies. but. It is. So some of the stories we hear in there will make you cry. From underage pregnancies to pregnancies from rape or battered wives. And this woman really have no place to go. As many of you are aware, during this period of time, domestic violence is on the rise. So Safe Place is one of this organization that shelters this woman or victims of domestic abuse and violence and volunteers are there to counsel and provide medical, emotional, psychological support when needed. So we help one mother at a time. Uh, This is also a charity that we adopted since 2019 and we hope by walking alongside them, we'll empower this woman and give them strength. So we conduct breastfeeding workshops and um, we did two during this period of time and we're planning to do more. So it's very heartening to see some of them being pregnant and then later on the babies arrive and how they continue to feel, you know, yes, there is this company, this brand that is there for us. They don't judge, but they are just there being a sister, being that community for us.
0: You're like the embodiment of doing good and doing well all in one package, you know, you <laughs> want
1: <laughs> I think you know that fuels us, that drives us to do what we do and it's also the reason why we do what we do so it's very important to continue to to let me, my team feel that energy that fulfillment that we know we are helping mothers all the time
0: Maybe I can ask you a little bit about Talking Shop right now and ask is there any change to your business models as well resulting from all this uh, pandemic? Yes,
1: so continuing on this community side right other than the CSR, we change the way we reach out to our community, the mothers in the community. So for example, we went on to IG live chats. So we have the Hagen expert panel to share about parenthood so that we continue to have a mind share with um, our consumer, right? And then we started a Hagen Mom's community on Telegram. Then this is a place where we allow our mothers to ask questions, share tips or, you know, talk about our journey in this environment and um, anything, everything about Hagen. We have like subscribers, more than 700 subscribers right now and they are becoming our voice and organic advocates. We even started an Ask Yvonne series. This is to allow them to stay up close and personal with us and also for me to stay up close and personal with the fans and advocates, which we used to do during the baby fair's time. So they can ask me any question from entrepreneurial journey to our design, and you know experience exchanging and then we also continue to run our very successful and proprietary cherished nature's gift breastfeeding seminar so this seminar is a key event that is flourishing in Singapore mainland china taiwan AOC, and very recently malaysia it's a breastfeeding seminar that we aim to help and arm mothers emotionally and psychologically towards the new journey coming ahead
0: Is it true that the selling process that you have online, is it similar or is it different from what you normally used to in the offline world?
1: Well, I would say offline when you are physically in front of somebody, there is a certain in presence kind of connection. So when you go online, the connection is to share something you have similar. So how we try to connect with our consumers, with our Hagen moms or the target audience, is to find content that they feel relatable and we don't sell products. We actually knowledge share and we give them a community space so that they will become each other's support. And when we give them a sense of trust and they know that this is a very dependable, relatable environment, naturally, they will look towards us as the uh, voice, the authority, when we share information on products or recommendations, etc. So this is our commitment because this is our mission. We are here to serve and help
0: mothers. So we start from there. And do you see all these changes? Are they permanent? I mean, there's a lot of changes from the from the sound of it as well, right? Do you think these changes are permanent or the temporary, I mean from your point of view?
1: I find these changes are moving us towards the new norm. In the other words, they are here to stay for good. And so what is new norm going forward, right? Just now earlier we talked about retailtainment or social commerce. Um, I think more and more people we are going on live streaming to recommend to sell products. And why is retailtainment or social commerce here so popular and here to stay, I think because consumers crave connection. They like it when people make them happy um, and they can see someone, you know, or hear their voice.
0: With all these new experimentation and some of the new initiatives that you're doing, would you describe yourself and your company, of course, uh, at Hagen, is that an innovative DNA that I'm sensing here? Would you describe yourself as an uh, innovator of sorts as well? Absolutely. That's always inside our ethos
1: and everything we do. We have to be simple, practical, and innovative. So that's the three top values in our company.
0: Wow. So from innovation, right? From the innovation point of view as well. Um, Is it just product innovation? Business innovation? Or is there something else that you might want to tell us about? Well, I think
1: innovation comes in different forms. So for Hagen, one of them is product innovation. Another way is also via brand innovation. And recently we adopt a lot of business collaborations as a form of innovation. So because with speed of digitalization, brands need to cross collaborate in order to bring bigger value to our customers. So speed to market is even faster. So we tap on each other's expertise and reach out to bigger audience wider market reach, be it a limited edition or cross category products. We can
0: add a different dimension and tap onto the strength of both brands. So it's a win-win. Can I ask you a little bit to describe how this uh, very interesting thing that you talked about, right, collaborative innovation, how does that work? I mean, I imagine that innovation is always the company that you belong in and it's our responsibility, but collaborative innovation, how does that work? Well, just
1: imagine that for Hagen, we are very, very strong on breastfeeding solution. We also hear from our customers that, oh, you know, to bring these products out, we need to have very good carriers or some solutions for mom, like maybe a palm bag and all that. So then we managed to reach out to a global brand that is a market leader in the palm bag category. And that's where we share with them what are the needs or wants from our consumer and then approach them because they have been doing this and they are an expert in their own field. They also contribute their ideas, what their needs and wants from their consumer. We merge and we come out with an awesome collaborative product.
0: So this is something we are brewing and it's coming out in 2021. Wow, nice! Is this kind of innovation journey a, a very long one that we are talking about or are we talking about in cycles of say uh, in months or in years? Which one is it usually that you're seeing? Well,
1: it depends on the solution that we are coming out with. So it can be a very quick turnaround because both brands can be very expert in their area. So when the the ideas bounce together, thing comes out in months, right? It can also be a bigger project that encompasses more facets, more factors,
0: attributes that will take a longer time. And maybe, can you tell us, I've heard about some of these innovation experimentation and also investments that you put in. I'm sure there are challenges to it, right, towards innovation. Otherwise, it would be very easy for everyone to innovate. That doesn't seem to be the norm, right? So maybe you can tell us a bit, what are the kind of challenges do you face as a business when it comes to innovation?
1: For us, we feel that IP protection and defence, it's a big challenge, but at the same time, we also see it as an opportunity. So while this is an area you need to be prepared for mentally and resource-wise. So it can start off with so our journey. We are in a business uh, for five years now and counting and growing. So it started off with one wannabes where you make square, they make triangles. And then copycats, entire marketing from copywriting to photography to now counterfeits, they're making the exact replicas. So to win, we must work very, very closely alongside our business partners, distributors, retailers because they are your hands, your legs, your eyes, your ears on the ground. And they have been very, very supportive and resourceful on these matters. So we are very grateful and it's always important to understand the local nuances and treat each and every one of our overseas partner as key part of our Hagen family. So sometimes I will jokefully say to them, you know, like, if Hagen is like my fifth child, then you guys are like the godparents for that market.
0: I like the family analogy. (laughs) Besides IP protection, I mean, there's always that kind of challenge that I hear from leaders as well, right? To get the teams to innovate. And innovation doesn't always come naturally. Is that the kind of challenges that you face and if you do have them could you share a bit about your experiences with that as well i think when we bring in talents to our organization we also share
1: with them through actually very hands-on experience we involve them in our day-to-day innovation so innovation is not limited to just the product design or what are the outcome of that whole um, solution that we're coming it can be the way of working so like converting from working in the office to work from home and what are the platforms that can help this whole meeting get easier, faster, better? That's a form of innovation. And the team is the key contributors to how can we make it better? You know, Yvonne, let's try this. Let's do it, you know? And this is innovation. They also are involved in different processes For example, earlier on, we talked about collaboration and how do we maybe tighten timelines. So when they are involved in the project, they will innovate, right, beyond thinking of just the product. They innovate what are the new possible sales channels that can come out of it. I think these are the different, different areas. It's countless because innovation is unlimited. These are little, little things that comes out and... We empower and we really encourage our team members to come up and give us an alternative, a solution,
0: an idea. They are welcome. It seems like it is very much tied on to your culture, and your culture seems to be very ground sourcing or crowdsourcing of innovation. And and it seems that you are encouraging it as well. So as a leader, I'm assuming that's a necessity, right? Yes,
1: I think it's uh, it's very important, and I think my my personal character is about being curious. I like to see things from a very creative way and um, I always say in Chinese shan bu ren zhuan. So if the mountain can't shift for you, then you shift your mindset. It's a paradigm shift. It's all about us, yeah. how we can make that change and make that transformation.
0: Oh, from the sound of it, you're going to actually move mountains as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Is there actually an option or not, not to innovate at this stage in in our circumstance? I mean, if you look around us, is there there an option not to innovate? I mean, just stick with what's safe and is there a consequence for not taking the path of innovation?
1: I think innovation is an inherent characteristic in business. It's a must. And look at it as continual learning, improving, growing, and when learned, apply it back to the business. So innovation beyond designs, beyond what you can see on paper, it can be any forms. So I think that is most important. Break it down to a simpler word, instead of looking at it as a big word. Ultimately, how to serve your
0: internal and external stakeholders better. Is there something that you want to get out of this innovation uh, investment that you put in? Mm,
1: interesting that you asked me this. Uh, Because it's very often we have been asked to measure the success or how do we justify the
0: ROI of our investment. Yeah, especially innovation doesn't always have a positive outcome all the time, right? There's a high risk factor to it. (laughs) So we have a very interesting way of looking at it.
1: At Hagen, we do not measure our success by the number of bottles we sell. So we measure our success by the difference that we make to our community,
0: to the breastfeeding mothers all around the world. Wow, so you're actually very cost-driven than just looking at the bottom line. Oh, interesting. Then maybe I can change gears a little bit, right? We've talked about enough about business. I'm going to now zone in on you. What's your personal leadership style like? How would you describe yourself?
1: I am the kind that of believe in leading by example. Always the first to tackle problem head-on and show the team how certain things are done. I'm not afraid of rolling up my sleeves and getting my hands dirty. I like to be on the ground with my team. Just now I mentioned, right? Being a creative, I always believe there is more than one way to solve a problem. So, shampoo zhuan ren zhuan. That's always my attitude. I don't give up easily. And I expect innovative problem-solving for my team as well
0: will you come up with a, or will you encounter situations where you end up having to think that you're always the best person for it and then you end up doing it yourself instead of actually getting your team to do it as well? I I think this is really a growth path for all leaders as well
1: and um, I'm very, very blessed that I have brought in new team members now that are encouraging me, motivating me, inspiring me every day to delegate and trust them to take the task and run yeah it's a learning process for me how to delegate and to embrace you know that the outcome may be what we all focus on and embrace that mistakes can happen and the route the methods can be different from what maybe i would choose to do so we all focus on the goal the ultimate goal and let them take it and run. So it's a
0: learning process. For our leaders listening, do you have any leadership advice for them or something for them to take note of? I'm very humbled to to share this. Probably
1: as a sharing from what we have gone through the past few months, I feel that transformation process is very challenging for the business already. So it can actually be even more challenging or scary for the team members. So I will highly recommend three Cs So confidence, so as a leader, we have to stay positive, upbeat and united because team morale is very important. For example, we have like weekly Zoom themes to to have some fun and it's our way to see their hidden talents or also let the rest of the team members to connect and to get to know each other better as well during this period of time. And the second C is communicate, keep the team updated on the progress of the company hits on on the challenges that we are facing as a company whether it's good or bad things we have to share and we have a daily check-in at nine. you know with weekly meetings and some business updates so even like social media events we will involve them and encourage them to dial in or watch so that they get to know the brand better and the third C is compassion yeah look out for one another uh, getting the team members or managers to check in on the team members or sometimes um, try to be more empathetic towards their situation. Maybe it's not them, but it's their family situations at home. So we are all trying to be more
0: supportive as well. I, I find it very encouraging to have leaders with a heart. It's fine that it's actually very crucial in times of crisis and rather than just looking at numbers, we find that beyond just the hard skills, the leaders are starting to invest a lot more, the most critical asset that they have, which is human capital. And it's really, really encouraging to have uh, people like you at the forefront, you know, and then leading the teams as well. Any parting thoughts for us? During these times, it's not about the amount of resource we have, but how resourceful you and your team are to stay nimble and agile. Wow, thank you, Yvonne. Thank you so much for your candid sharing as well as your valuable insights. I'm sure all our fellow industry leaders listening in would benefit greatly from it. Thank you so much for your time again. Most of all, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to our QED Changemaker Series podcast. For more information on QED's leadership development solutions, email us at info at qed.sg. That's info at qed.sg. Do remember to subscribe to our channel and be updated on our latest episodes. I'm your host, Ryan Lim, and I look forward to having you in our next episode.